Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's a Tuesday afternoon. Jared Stansbury and Rob Gray, as usual, here, here to get you ready for Matt Campbell's press conference later on in this podcast uh, and just recap some of the things that we heard up in Ames. Obviously, Iowa State going to go on the road this weekend, take on the Kansas State Wildcats, a 6.30 kick on ESPN2 from uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium down in Manhattan. Rob Gray, what's up, my brother? Oh, not a whole lot other than the usual uh, busy Tuesday and an extra busy week, of course, with men's basketball media day on Wednesday and us road tripping to Manhattan, but uh, ready to be up and at them. For sure, man. It's uh, it, it'll be interesting to get back to Manhattan. Obviously, it's been a tough place for Iowa State to go and play, having won down at uh, down in Kansas State since 2004. Uh, Matt Campbell's been the coach for two of those games, the 2017 uh, picked up flags debacle uh, that where the game was more or less stolen away from Iowa State. Uh, and then the 2019 game with, you know, gale force winds that were blowing everybody around. And, uh, you know, numerous players said was one of the coldest times they'd ever been in their entire life. So uh, you can about guarantee that something weird will happen when Iowa State goes to Kansas State and, uh, you know, I think I thought that was something that even, you know, I asked Coach Campbell what makes Kansas State such a difficult place to play. You know, some of the other players talked about those things. Uh, it's obviously a, a really hard place to play. A lot of, you know, it's a place that Iowa State has a lot of respect for, you know, just the history of what they've been able to do under Coach Snyder and, and now in the couple of years under Chris Kleiman. Yeah, um, it, it was interesting how, you know, when you did ask him about that, how – it's so much like Ames in a sense. Um, you know, one of the quotes is football is really important to that community. You can feel it when you walk into the stadium. How much does that sound like Jack Trice stadium, right? right. Uh, special place to play. I love competing there because it's such a great college football environment. I think in a nutshell, that's true. Now that said, even when Iowa States had better teams, this place is, as, as you noted, it's been a house of horrors. I mean, the 2007 game debacle is the perfect word for it. I can't, I can't remember feeling more sick to my stomach as I was ready to go do post-game interviews after watching the picked up flag when Alan Lazard was clearly interfered with watching a pickup flag, which helped. Uh, I would say one of, I think, three picked up pass interference flags in the game. One got them a huge return that, uh, that that got them some points, and I can't remember what the other one was. But it's just I've never seen anything like it. Um, but as Coach I, – I told Coach Campbell after when they, I think Randy Peterson and I separately talked to him a little bit on the side today that – I was just, just getting to know him and I wondered how he would respond because emotionally you'd have to be raw after a game like that. And you really did get a raw deal, but that's not what he's about tying back to the times I asked him about luck this season and how he came with the, the response that is just BS. You have to create your own. And if something isn't going your way, it's, it's because of something you're doing wrong. And um, he was so measured in that. I mean, you could tell it meant a lot to him to win that game and they didn't but he was so measured, calm, was not going to blame anybody else, despite it being right there. Um, told me a lot about who he is and how he was going to be. And I'll be writing about this more in the advance, but I mean, it magnified I, even more that, you know, as a coach, he learned that the margins are important as a player. He learned that the margin department, but that game encapsulated how important that is. And we've seen Iowa state struggle in perfecting that we've seen them do it very well in some games, 
during this unprecedented four plus year run of success. But that game in a, in a way it kind of is a pivot point. And, um, you know, just very interesting to talk to him about uh, on the side about it. And just even going forward, what weathering that storm uh, meant for the program was uh, very interesting. It was interesting, you know, coming into that. I remember walking in because they do the post-game interviews like in a side room next to the locker room there in Kansas state. And we're like standing outside. We had no idea what to expect. And obviously we were coming off the Paul Rhodes era where, you know, when something like that happens, you can expect some fireworks probably yeah. in, the, yeah. in the press like, conference. Remember the Jeremiah George. Uh, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like we, we had seen that happen before, you know, and I don't think we really knew what to expect from coach Campbell. I think you could tell that he was, not exactly impressed. And I, I mean, I, I, for some reason, I feel like I remember there being a question where he was asked um, what he saw on the plane, you know, the answer being more or less, well, what did you see? I probably saw the same thing you did. And, you know, it, it had never seen anything like it at that point, have never seen anything like it since it's uh, it remains somewhat unbelievable, but you know, it just is it, you know, when you look at what Kansas state does really well, you know, the special teams, stopping the run, running the ball, uh, and avoiding penalties, ironically, uh, it, and you know, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, it, it's what makes them so like, that's why Iowa state has had such a hard time winning there because those have been, you know, historically the things that Iowa state has had a tough time of being able to handle up until the last couple of years. No doubt. And I think it's no, um, mystery, as to, to why, I mean, you, you mentioned the way they play football. They, they want you to beat yourself just like Iowa does. Who was mm -hmm. um, uh, Bill Snyder an acolyte of Hayden Fry uh, was on staffs with Kirk Ferentz, I believe brought that feel of like what they made that tiger Hawk logo, the wildcats logo for them too. I mean, look, we've seen that movie many, many times and, and it's a tough thing to overcome when, when uh, a sometimes those teams are just flat out really good too, but sometimes you, you feel like you got an edge and, and you make more mistakes than they do. And I think there's a, you know, Coach Campbell clearly had a ton of respect for for Coach Snyder for good reason. And and you get an Iowa and Waterloo guy, uh, Coach Chris Kleiman coming in there, and and he's really carried along their you know call it hackneyed or trite, but culture, it's important. Um, and, and you see it, he puts his own stamp on it, but it, it's, it's very much in the same mold. They've lost a couple of tough ones in the big 12 and really haven't been very successful in the big 12 recently. albeit with a lot of COVID issues last season down the stretch, but they just play tough football. They usually are not going to make as many mistakes as you are. And again, I swear they've scored about 15 special teams touchdowns against Iowa state since that last win in Manhattan in 2004. And I thought, you know, coach just kind of agreed with the, an, an idea that I had that, you know, that game last year, obviously Iowa state won 45 to zero that, and, you know, I don't remember the com complete extent of the COVID issues that Kansas state was having at the time, but I, for some reason, I feel like they didn't have like a single one of their starting linebackers or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that they've taken, the approach that's like that game, you can't even hardly look at it. Like it's not even relevant in any way 
to their preparation this week because it was just so weird, you know? And uh, I don't know that it's like that for every game that they're going to play this year. There were a lot of weird things last season, but I think in this one specifically, and then probably even the West Virginia game too, I think would maybe play into this as well. But the Kansas state game specifically, like you can't, like it's like there's hardly probably even a point to watch the film because it was just such a odd situation for Kansas state that it is not in even any way, a direct representation of what they can expect to see on Saturday. No, I agree. And and fortunately, even though I'm going to kind of make it a centerpiece of the advance just for the deeper issues that that it represents, fortunately, the 2017 game is uh, no bearing either. That's an entity onto itself. There's a beginning and an end to that weirdness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just going to – Cyclones are going to have to play, I, I, I would say, pretty close to mistake-free football to go and win. I mean, that's a hungry team, and that's a pretty salty football team uh, that the Wildcats Wildcats are. So um, great, great test. If they pass it, I I think it sets up really, really well to make those the October runs we're used to seeing and and even into November. But got to play really clean. Got to, you know, Andrew Mevis said he was was among the players available for interview today. It's like – what do you do? You just, you, you literally can't let them return it. You just you can't let them have any return. Every kickoff's got to go into the end zone. And uh, if that happens, and if punting game at least gets hang time, forget distance, and there are no huge returns there, I, I like the Cyclones' chances as I think a superior team. But uh, the, the talent gap is not very wide. So if Kansas State does its thing and, and you're not on the ball, uh, you know, you could walk out of there at three and three, really scratching your head and looking for some answers. Last thing that I really thought was so, and was extra interesting today was just to hear coach Campbell's thoughts on Skylar Thompson, the, the Kansas state quarterback who obviously got injured earlier in the year, came back for the game against Oklahoma uh, and, you know, nearly led Kansas state to a win in that game. But um, you know, I talked about how he's one of his favorite competitors that they've played against since they've been in the big 12, you know, you can just, sense the respect like if Skylar Thompson was coming out of high school right now that would be a guy that Matt Campbell would do just about anything I think to try and go and get yeah no question about it and as we saw last season and then at times throughout his career what a different team I mean he's built to lead that offense as it's uh, diagrammed or uh, you know he's easily key the focal point that makes the blueprint possible or has been you know in recent years um got to make him uncomfortable. But the one thing that can't happen, I think they get a lot of juice going in the running game, which they can obviously Deuce Vaughn is a heck of a back. Um, You know, if if there's anything like a first half against Baylor, that's going to be a huge concern, but I think they've got it dialed up to prevent that. But uh, that really concerns me. Thompson does so many things so well. And again, he's seen it all, which uh, much like Brock Purdy for the Cyclones, much like many of the seniors who, uh, you know, our, our, our starters for the Cyclones and just going to be really interesting to see how you can knock him off of his game because it's a difficult thing to do when he's healthy. Absolutely, bud. We'll, uh, we'll toss it off to coach Campbell and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I think um, we're going to have you on a podcast after media day. Sound good. Sounds good, brother. All right. We'll talk to everybody again soon and I'll toss it off to coach Campbell's press conference from earlier today. All right, guys, we'll get rolling. So any questions you guys have, we'll, we'll kind of just start with you guys today. So go ahead. No opening statement. Um, in what ways is, is this team maybe better prepared 
to face the next three games for sure and, and whatever, the next seven, the, you know, the defining part of the season? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if you're ever better prepared or not prepared. I would just say I, I think they're, it's great to have veteran leadership that understands what man, the next six, seven weeks feels like and looks like the importance of getting better week in and week out and how critical that is to um, the success of our football team. You know, I, I think I said a little bit last night on a radio show, we've been in this moment uh, very similarly the last four to five years in our football program. So, you know, it's no different. And we've either succeeded in what, in my opinion, became the best version of ourselves or we didn't. And, you know, there's, I think, a lot of lessons to be learned through those experiences and sometimes you have to go through it to understand it. And we're fortunate to have some guys that certainly understand that. And then I'd say on the flip side, our young players are really talented. Um, I think for me, I'm excited because that group continues to get better. And they're pushing the older players in our program for playing time. And when that happens, I, I feel like it certainly has a high sense of urgency from everybody involved. And we're fortunate because we're getting that right now in our football program. So I, I would say those are the positive things for us right now. What were you guys able to accomplish with the bye week? Yeah, I, I think, like, a, again, very different than a year ago. I, I think for us, you know, a year ago was about, man, getting healthy. How could we kind of re recuperate ourselves where, you know, more so for us, it was how do we stay on track? How do we continue to improve? How do we continue to practice really hard and have great intent knowing that, you know, if we can continue to get better through the bye week, it would really continue to allow us to stay on the trajectory that we feel like we're going. And, and continue to get better as the season goes. So, you know, it wasn't like we went and redid our schemes or anything like that. It was just really kind of pounding away at, you know, getting better in terms of what we do and how we do what we do. And I, I thought our, our kids really did have a great week of practice last week. Did you keep your normal schedule like a, a game week? Uh, really similarly, you know, the, I think we flipped Friday and Saturday. We didn't practice on Saturday. We, flipped, we practiced on Friday. Um, but other than that, everything was very similar. You know, we had a really physical practice. On, on Friday, um, you know, trying to get some of those same exposures you would get on a game day Saturday. So, you know, other than, you know, that aspect of it, it was very similar for us. And then our coaching staff, you know, we used a, a probably a little bit more time in the recruiting aspect of things than it was, you know, normally, but very similar hours for us. You talked about Charlie getting healthier. Where's he at and what's the difference between 100% Charlie and less than? Yeah, I, you know, I, the thing for Charlie, I think in in probably even visible to you guys is you see a guy as the season has progressed I think you just see him in and out of his cuts better you see him even more confident in terms of doing the hard things in tight end man if you're not healthy that's a hard position to to maneuver because you have to block you have to be physical at the point of attack and yet you also have to be able to run and separate out of out of breaks in your routes and we asked Charlie to do so much that I just think you're you're starting to see him over the last probably two to three weeks of the of the season really start to have that full confidence to be able to do all those things at a really high level so I, I do think he's a lot he's certainly a lot healthier today than he was at the start of the season is he 100 percent boy I think he's closer to that today than he's been Matt you touched on it and we also talked about it a lot after the Kansas game the, the amount of time your young players were able to uh, play in the game that's that become magnified the importance of that as you build more depth as you look at the three deep and these guys have experience and it's more competitive all the way down to that level I, I think so you know I, I've always believed in a football program you know when you have competition daily 
when you got to walk on the football field and you got to compete for playing time and reps, then that heightens everybody's sense of urgency. And, you know, I, I think that's where sometimes having a little bit of a veteran team, you can maybe, you know, not have that. But man, when those young guys don't really care about who the veterans are and they're coming in trying to compete and play, then I think what you have is it raises everybody's level. And, you know, I, I do think that's a huge positive for us right now that we've had that and really have had that since fall camp. Um, so, you know, and, and sometimes the thing that's happening now is these young guys are proving in game situations that they can be trusted and they can help our football team. And so, you know, I think it continues to challenge us as a coach and saying, man, those guys are proving they can play. Who are the guys that deserve to be on the field in these critical moments and critical times? And I think you're in constant evaluation. If you're doing it the right way, I think you're in constant evaluation of, of who those guys are. And you love to see young guys challenging to get on our, our, on the field. And we've got a lot of guys doing that right now. What does Skylar Thompson bring to the table for Kansas State? Yeah, I, I, I think to me, and, and I, I don't, it's probably not fair to say this sometimes as the opposing coach, but, you know, he is one of my favorite players that we've played against in this conference because he is tough. Um, from day one, he started as a freshman. Um, he is a winner. He knows how to win. He knows how to compete. He brings it. Um, you know, I, I think he's probably one of the hardest competitors that we've gone against since I've been at Iowa State. And, you know, I, I, I love guys that love to compete and they want to win and they bring it. And he does. And, you know, I think he's one of the best leaders that I've seen in our conference. He's one of the best football players that I've seen in our conference. And I, I think he's going to pose a great challenge to our football team. I think he's really confident with the ball in his hand. Um, I think his coaching staff, no matter what staffs have coached him, have been very confident in putting the ball in his hand and making great decisions to win the game. And, um, you know, the utmost respect probably from my end is a, as a competitor. Um, we know it'll be a great challenge. And, and certainly we know he gives his team every opportunity to win the football game. It's been 17 years since Iowa State won in Manhattan. And in your two experiences down there, what makes that such a tough place to play? Yeah, I just think, you know, in some ways, very similar to Iowa State, you know, a great home crowd. Um, you know, football is really important. We know, I, I don't know if I can say enough about Coach Snyder in terms of what he built there and how important he built football, college football um, in Manhattan. And, you know, I, I certainly Coach has done a phenomenal job of carrying that tradition and pride on. But um, I, I think it's really important to that community. You can tell, you can feel it when you walk into the stadium. You can feel it when you walk onto the field. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a special place to play. And I love competing there because it's such a great environment, college football environment to play in. We know what a kickoff, a good kickoff dude can mean for a team. We've seen yeah. that. Um, will that, what, what, how critical is that on Saturday considering you're going against the number two kickoff guy in the country? He's got kickoff returns sure. for touchdowns in each of the last two games. Yeah, I mean, boy, you, you watch Texas, Alabama on Saturday night, right? I mean, <laughs> it's it's everything. And, you know, I, I think the, the not only from having a great kickoff guy, but also from having a great coverage unit. And, you know, you you can't, boy, our, the, the kickoff return against us this year is 4.2 hang time and the ball's right to the goal line. It's actually a great kick. Um, but, you, you know, you're a hair off against a great returner and it can change the whole complexity of the game. So... Um, you know, I, I do think it's absolutely critical to our success. I think special teams in general in this game, it will be really important. And, and certainly our growth in those units is going to be critical to our success. Matt, so slow starts have still kind of plagued you guys, especially against the higher end 
higher end teams you guys have gone against, how do you guys make sure this offense gets started quickly down there at Kansas State and kind of sets that tempo? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I, and I, that's a, probably a good question. And I'd have to even like go back to really study that aspect of that question. I, I just think in general, um, for us playing in great rhythm and finding our rhythm, whether it's really offense or defense, I, I think that's so critical to our success. And we certainly can't leave out special teams. And it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't matter who you play in this conference. Um, you know, the ability when you play a good football team or it's evenly matched and you hear me talk about this all the time man you got to win in the margins you got to be able to do the little things well those are the things that are going to really be the difference in a football game like this so um, you know I just think from an overall standpoint that's why you got to keep getting better as the season goes so you can capitalize on those margins those areas that it takes to win football games especially in the Big 12 right now. What memories do you have of that game two years ago? Remember how cold and windy that was? It, kind of a screwy day. What do you remember about that that game? That was kind of different. Yeah, certainly a different game. You know, I, I I just think for us it was a game where you know credit to them they played well. I don't think we played very well, and and um, you know you know we just there. They're probably more so the environment and, and really more so us. You know, I, I think we were at the end of the football season and probably weren't in a great place, both culturally and football wise. Um, and, you know, I think after that game, we, we really had to look internally myself and try to try to make some of the right changes moving forward for our football program. Gosh, I, that's probably a better Randy question than a me question because he's been there way more than I have. And sorry, Randy, but but yeah, I, I don't know. Yes. Uh, what stands out about Deuce Vaughn from what you obviously saw from him last year and then obviously so far this season? Yeah, I just, you know, again, great vision. You know, I think the, the biggest thing and you, you talk about their kick returner and you talk then about Deuce playing, you know, and what he has. And I think both those guys have great vision. They have the ability to find the open seam, the open gap and, and, and really make you pay for it. And, um, you know, I think equally to his vision, his balance is really good. You see him breaking tackles a lot and being able to bounce off the first tackler and make real positive things happen. So um, a lot of respect for him. Certainly really talented. Also elite catcher out of the backfield. You know, can make plays out of the backfield in the passing game. And you've seen a lot of that, especially over the last couple of weeks. Um, this may annoy you, but it's okay. Um, some people have called October Brocktober. Define Brocktober. And given the fact that Kansas State has done a good job stopping the rush, granted the caliber of competition other than the last two games. How important is quote unquote Brocktober gonna be? Yeah, you, you know, I, I, I don't know as much about that, again, that, that term, but I think the, the reality of, man, you, you want to be getting better as the season goes. And I do think that's an area that we have been able to do uh, well. And whether it's been at the quarterback position or the running game or the defensive piece of things, I think we've been able to identify who we are and try to make the right adjustments and put our best players in position to be successful. And I, I think no matter what game, 
environment is, and especially a game like this, um, where talent and teams are very evenly matched, your your really good players are going to have to have a positive impact on the football game. And, you know, number one, we're going to have to do a great job putting them in position to have that kind of impact. And then number two, our, you've heard me say this too, A players got to have to get A's in these football games for us to be successful. So, you know, I think all that coming together down the stretch is really important for our team to be successful. And, you know, if, if we're not doing those things, I think it's really hard for us to have success. There's obviously a lot of weird elements of everything last year, but with this game specifically, when you played against them, I think that they were having some serious COVID issues at mm -hmm. that time. How much can you really even take away from the film of that game? Yeah, I think it's really guys? hard. You know, you, you, it's 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 kind of one of those things that you almost got to take it out of the really spectrum of it. I, I You know, I don't think we've looked at it a whole lot just because the reality of who they are and, and what they are today is so drastically different to, to what they were a year ago. So, um, you know, I, again, not, not really putting not very little to no stock in that game and really kind of looking at who they are right now and who they are as a football team. And I think we all know, man, they're playing really good football right now. Matt, on the bye week, how much of Big 12 football did you watch over the weekend? And then does it still feel like it's a wide open race right now? It's really anybody for the taking down this stretch? Well, I, I think I think college football is crazy in general. I, I think I said that from the get-go, this was going to be a really unique and different year. And I think we're finding that out. And I think it only get crazier as the season goes. Um, and, and to my point in that, if you're getting better, if you can stay the course, if you can navigate the outside noise and play your best football when you need to play your best football, then I think you have a chance to be a special team. And I think those will be critical things for us as we go. You know. I really didn't spend a whole lot of time watching everybody else. I, I said on the radio, I got to go to see two soccer games in the morning on Saturday, which was awesome for me. And then uh, uh, other than that, trying to put my attention towards Kansas State and kind of get a jump start on them. But, you know, a lot of those games we'll see. And I just think in general, though, college football, man, it's a really fascinating time right now. It's going to be even more fascinating as we continue to go. Do we have any more questions, Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hi.